Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans. Welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky, and welcome back to our Origin Preview series. I've got Chris on the line again. Chris, how are you, mate? Very good, but still very sad after my super coach loss this week, but I'm happy to be back on the podcast at least. You're listening to the guys that have had 450 and 350 put on by the King Nathan Cleary, so we're both down in the dumps, but we'll push through um, because Origin is one of our favourite things of the year. Um, love talking to Chris about it. We've been you know, going back and forth about our teams. We've done the New South Wales one. You can listen to that one in the archives. But today we're going north of the border. We're hitting the Maroons, the defending champion Maroons. So Chris, let's get right into it, mate. The fullback jersey. He didn't play last year. I think he's in your team this year. Tell me who it is. Yep, just as easy as Tedesco, we're putting in Ponga right at the back. You can't have someone with that much X factor and not be playing for the Queensland side. I mean, the only other competitor I'd say who's playing in the fullback position that's pretty good would be Valentine Holmes, but you got to have Ponga somewhere in that team. So, you know what? Let's put Ponga back there and then we'll just move on. You know what? If you have any comments, fire away, Matt. It's Ponga for me. Uh, he hasn't played that many games, only about five games this year, came back from that off-season shoulder surgery. He's picked up a little knock now, but, you know, he's class. He can win the series. You know, he came off the bench, uh, his first couple of series. He's now able to mature into one of the leaders of his Queensland pack. Not much else to say. Like Tedesco, he's a stick and pick. He'll be there for the next 10 years. Um, and, yeah, if, if they're going to win the series, it's going to be a huge series from Ponga. I think that's going to be pretty clear. He needs to be one of the best two players in this side. Queensland to go back to back here. Anything else to add to Kalen? Nah, I just think that yeah, he needs to be on his you know a game just to really get through this sort of uh, this fight with New South Wales. You know, we already went through the New South Wales team. You know, they have firepower after firepower. I think Parliament needs to take that little extra step and just really carry this Maroon side. Hundred percent. They'll probably be the, one of the easier ones. Now let's get into the wingers because th- these two to five to me is pretty tough. You know. Got some guys that were there last year, some guys pushing to make the booze this year, but let's go with it. Who are your wingers? Who do you have in the two and the five jersey? I have, as mentioned previously, Valentine Holmes, and I have Xavier Coates. You know, one side we got, you know, lightning speed. Well, to be honest, they both have lightning speed, but the other side we've got, you know, a freaking giant who can catch pretty much any ball that I've seen so far, you know, come his way. I've I had him in my draft, you know, early in the season before flicking him off. Uh, but anytime that ball went up, you know, I was, I was up on my feet and I could just see him, you know, I don't know how many meters up in the air, just ready to catch that ball and put it down, you know. So I think that's going to be the way that, you know, Queensland's going to be attacking. If, for example, they pick someone as short as Brian Toto. Uh, but yeah, um, you know, those two would be my wingers. Any changes for you, Matt? Look, they're my two wingers as well. Um, you know, Valentine Holmes at the start of the season looked like he was kind of, when he was on the wing, he was a bit lost. Since the move to fullback, he's been energized. He's been refreshed. I think he'll do a job on the wing. Um, Kalen Pongo is a huge help to him. I think last year when you had a guy like AJ Brimson or Corey Allen, you know, Valentine didn't really get the ball in nice places. Uh, but I think Pongo will feed him very nicely. He'll come in and do the work. He's a workhorse out of the back. Xavier Coates, like you said, the aerial threat, had a great series on debut last year. I think he'll do a job. And that's his jersey for the next, you know, 12 years, really. He'll be as good as he wants to be. And especially he's moving down to Melbourne next year. You think a guy like Craig Bellamy in that system will just take him even more leaps and bounds. To me, it's 
it's the wing combination moving forward for at least for the next three, four years for Queensland and Xavier Coates. He's locked it in for certain there. Let's, you know, they're, they're our wingers. Who did you have that could be possibly pushing there? Did you have any honourable mentions there if one of those guys got injured between now and Origin 1? See, that's the thing. Going through the potential list of wingers for Queensland, I d- this is the issue. I feel like if there was an injury, it's going to be like last year where they're going to plug in a not-so-great winger as a replacement. I've, with New South Wales, I think the the replacements are abundant. The only ones off the top of my head, you know, you could call it maybe a Philip Sami, you know, doing pretty well in the side, you know, as the Gold Coast Titans. Um, uh, if Corey Thompson wasn't injured, he's actually a Queenslander. I would have thrown him in there, you know, get those sort of yardages. Um, you could go as far back as when Corey Oates was there, but I don't think they would actually dip that far. But, you know, you have Branko Lee as well. But to be honest, I think at this point, we're just going to pick the, the two of Valentine Holmes and Coates and just fingers crossed that, you know, that are no sort of injuries. The other option would be to push, I guess, you know, heads up now, Gagai out from potentially a center position out to the wing. I think he plays center now for South, South Sydney. So that could be the other option, but you know, that's the way I'm going to stick at it for now. Yeah. Uh, I had Phil Sammy as well, just on the outer there. The other one who I did want to mention was Kyle Felt. Um, you know, pushing every year to try and get that jersey. If there was an injury, it wouldn't surprise me at all if we get Kyle Feld in there. Um, plenty of NRL experience, but I think we've locked down the the two and the five pretty well there. What about the centers? Pretty important. Last year, you know, New South Wales went in the makeshift center combination. Looks like, as per our predictions, we think they'll do it again this year. Who are the centers that Queensland's going to throw at New South Wales here to try and get the job done in the three and the four jersey? Hmm. So, obviously, with one of them, it's going to be Dan Gagai for me. Now, the other center, I don't have a standout, but I'm just going to pick this person based on, you know, NRL club form, previously been there, may not be his main position, but we've seen New South, you know, not in New South Wales, just general origin. You don't always have to pick the person, you know, the, the position that they, you know, specialize in. I'm going Kurt Capewell. Mm. playing fantastic for the, you know, for the Panthers, you know, fantastic footwork. I'm not sure if you watched today's game with Rabdos. He moves like literally like a back, like for someone to be in the second front row, he's got such an agile sidestep. I think it's going to be invaluable. And with his sort of defense, he's going to be lining up against either a Tommy Turbo or a Latrell Mitchell. They're going to need someone with such strong defense there. Um, Again, the only issue is if they do, you know, burn him for speed on the edges, but you can't really have the best of both worlds. You either have someone there who's going to be a great defender, could be a bit slower, someone a bit faster, but can be a bit of a weaker defender if the opponent is a bit larger, I guess. What about you, Matt? Let's go with your centers. Look, I had Dane Gay Guy, Danger Dane, uh, does it every time. We always say, wear that maroon jersey under your rabbit jersey. <laughs> he's, he's locked in for me one. I had Tom Opacek up until about three o'clock today. And then after watching that first half, I've gone with you. I've gone Cape Well. That try uh, today against the Rabbits, 50-meter break, uh, turned Alex Johnston inside out. You know, he's it's not his main position, but he'll get the job done like we saw last year. He put Clint Gutherson on skates multiple times last year. The only other person who I was thinking, and his form in the last five weeks, I think could warrant one of the centers or the wing spots, is Murray Tualangi for the Cowboys. Mm. Um, you know, Queensland eligible 
he's getting real close. If Queensland wanted to, if they get another injury in the forwards and want to push Cable into the forward pack, I could really see Tuolangi even getting pushed into the centres um, because just the, the, his form right now, his speed, his instinct to get outside of a man, especially if it's a, a, a Latrell in the line, you know, versus Tuolangi, that instant speed could really catch out a guy who's not really familiar with defending the line for the last couple of years. That's probably my bolter, but I'm going to stick with uh, gay guy and Capewell, but just wanted to mention mm. Tuolungi uh, as a possible shout there. Now, I have one question for you, Matt. Now, do you believe that players play differently based, you know, obviously in the state of origin arena compared to a club, club arena? Yes or no? 100%. Now, would you pick someone who potentially has played, you know, quite well before previously at a state of origin, but not so much you know, it's not so well at club right now. Yes or no? Would you pick it? Yeah, I think I think Origin Arena and NRL Arena are two separate things. You know, I remember a guy like Ashley Harrison um, mm. going back in the day, you know, average NRL career, like played a lot of games, but didn't really, you know, he was in those okay performing Broncos and Titans teams. But in Origin, was always a, was always like one of those underrated performers that just did his job. So to me, there's it's definitely, and get Dengue guys the best example. Okay, now I want you to now look at the back line of the Cronulla Sharks right now and look at one of the centres there who had recently just come back into the NRL, who has had a wealth of experiences and won a bunch of premierships. Who am I talking about right now? It's Bill Chambers and he wouldn't do a bad job. He would not do a bad job. He knows what to do in those arenas. All right. Would you say if injury strikes up, would you be mad as a you know potential Queens if you were a Queensland fan? Would you be mad if he was if he was picked there? Yes or no? No, definitely not. I think I think like I said, he knows he's been around and it's so valuable just to you, you know what to do in Origin. You know the speed of it. You know so many of these new mm. guys. Like if you put a Tuolungi in there, he may not be ready for that instant speed, the the physicality. That first ten minutes just zaps you. You know Bill James mm. is going to walk in there and know exactly what to do. You know he's going to be. You know, he's going to pace himself. He's going to make sure his defense is solid. You know, Taki won't lose the ball. It's all about possession. Oh, he'll do a great job. So 100%, if there's an injury, it's a great player to call up and, you know, rely on if you need to in a pinch. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for that. All right. Ready to move on? Well, look, and I think we'll wrap up the backs because the backs is probably the the most chalky position out of this Queensland side. But there are some options, you know. You know, not, not as great strike weapons as New South Wales have sitting on the sideline. But, you know, mm. there, there are some options and Queensland always do this thing where they plug and play someone and they'll do a job for them. So I think this year will be no, no different there. They'll, they'll pick a side that does the job. Let's move into the halves now because I think this is, again, uh, probably the easiest one barring an injury here. Your six and seven, is it the same from last year? Absolutely. We're going DCE and um, Cameron Munster, six and seven. Does it worry you at all that Munster may, be, may not have played an NRL game for five weeks before... Uh, the origin here, I think round nine, he hurt his foot and he won't come back until origin one from the looks of it. Now, does that worry you at all? Uh, or are you just banking on the, the class of Munster rising here? See, I sort of look at it as if we don't, if they don't pick him, the alternative, the alternatives would not be as good as Munster on one leg, to be honest. Okay. Mm. So I, I'm thinking about, you know, you know, there's obviously Kurt Mann. I know he's a Queenslander. I would still pick, you know, an injured monster over him. Uh, there's a Moses Mbai as well. And there is a Ben Hunt. But I, I feel like, you know, like all the experts have said about Ben Hunt, 
at the origin level, he's just more suited towards that hooker position. It's just around that sort of origin arena. Like we said, like you said, the games are played differently compared to a club level. You know, it's got to be quicker. It's got to be, you know, more intense. I feel like Ben Hart just needs to be in that hooker position rather than a half to really flourish. And we've seen that in the past where when he comes on as an interchange hooker, puts in those, you know, third tackle, fourth tackle sets, you know, New South Wales on the back foot straight away. So I would still wouldn't pick a Ben Hunt in that fighter's position if we had a Munster potentially, you know, available. So no, I'm still going with a, with a Cam Munster, even with five weeks out. It's sort of like driving. You don't forget your skills. You may be a bit rusty, but, you know, that's why training is there. You know, they'll run the plays during training. He'll he'll get back into, into speed. So Yeah, and, you know, you saw what happened last year. He played Origin 1, they won. He didn't play Origin 2, got knocked down in the first couple of minutes. They lost, came back, and was man of the match in Game 3. He's just... He's turning into that new, you know, we always hear about Wally Lewis, uh, you know, Darren Lockyer, Thurston. He's now, he's this year's generation of that Queensland that just gets him over the line every time. So he's an he's our now pick. DCE, since Turbo's come back, has elevated his game. And, you know, even when Turbo wasn't there, he was the only reason they were even competitive in some of those games. So the six and the seven, locked in again. Uh, Captain DCE won't get dropped. Munster, he'll come back even off, you know, a five-week layoff and he'll be the Munster of old, I think. Let's go to the forward pack here. Let's go number nine first. Uh, are you a Cam Smith believer that Harry Grant should not be the starting nine for Queensland, or are you rolling with the young man there? Okay, so we're going to look at the possibilities right now as well. We just heard potentially news that Grant could be missing Origin 1, but we all know Origin 2 and 3, you know, knock on wood, no injury, he'll be there. Now, it's a matter of will he be in the 14 or 9. Me personally... I have him at nine as starting only because I need the person I'm about to have a 14 there. So if Grant is going to be at 14, then there's no way that that my number 14 is going to be there. We're not going to have a hooker and a utility there. It just doesn't work for me. So for me, I'm going Grant for origin one, if he's fit and ready. If not, we're going, you know, Reed Marnie debut. You know, he's, he's changed the way he's played this year. He's gone from just, you know, the hooker who takes maybe one or two runs in a game and makes 60 tackles to now making, you know, maybe about 50 tackles, but making, you know, five, 10 effective runs with potential like two or three try assists, you know, here and there. So I, I think he's done an amazing, you know, thing to sort of change his game and not just, you know, go in that sort of, you know, repetitive behaviors that he's learned in the past. So we're going Grant. If not, then it's Reed. Okay. Matt? I've gone Grant for nine. If he's not there, I've gone Ben Hunt. Uh, just the experience, um, you know, I like having the extra playmaker on the field. Yes, Reed Marnie's added a nice kicking game into his arsenal. Um, but to me, again, just I'm not ready to put Reed Marnie there. I want to see it for a full season. I want to see how he carries his Pamela side later in the in the comp. Um, so I've, I've gone Ben Hunt there just from experience. And like you said, he's more suited to the nine in origin. Uh, he would he would do a good job there if you have him as the nine and the vocal point of the dummy half play there. Mm, okay, then fair enough. Uh, the eight and the ten, the boy, the big boys up front. So this might try and change for us depending on we may have the same position, same player in a different position. But who is your number eight and your number ten right now to lead the forward pack here? For me, number eight. We we said it before on the podcast, Matt. Potentially the best prop at this point in time. I'm going Christian Welch from the Melbourne Storms. And then at number 10, we have big Tino for Sumala Aoi from the Titans. 
Welch, you know, like we said, one of the best props. I just think he's a very complete sort of prop. He makes some meters, he makes some tackles, and he just I just love props with offloads. I, I just can't seem to wrap my head around a really good prop who just can't throw an offload. Like it's just such a big part of our game now, I'd say, because of the speed that the offload just makes things just so much, you know, more exciting. But it really puts the defense, you know, really on that back foot. So I'm I'm going with Welch and I'm going with Tino just because Tino just doesn't really suit that sort of lock position, I'd say, that he's been, you know, filling in and out of with the times recently. When he made that move to the number 10, it really has sort of stepped up his game there. He just had to focus on just using his size and just running it straight hard. So I think, yeah, we're going with Tino there. Yep. Welch and Tino for me up front. I had Tino in the 13 up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, and then, you know, there's a couple of games there. Like you said, he moved into that front row rotation, still playing big minutes around the 65, 70 minute mark, but just looks more, more comfortable around the field. He doesn't need to be a link in the ball playing, um, mm. just gets, gets in there, makes his tackles, makes his runs. And, you know, in a, in attack, you can play him a little bit wider. You don't have to play him as a traditional 10. You can like put him an extra step wider and, you know, play him a little bit in that 13 or second row role to try and get him up against smaller matchups. But I think you, you start the game with Welch and Tino. You go power for power with, you know, whether it's Haas, whether it's Saifidi, Jerbo, uh, whatever uh, New South Wales players, the 8 and the 10, you can kind of match that with just out and out strength there. You can play 13. It wouldn't surprise me if they play him at 13 and they play my 13 at 10. Uh, but again, they're all in the field and I think that's just the best the best front row rotation they can probably put out there right now. Mm-hmm. Now, to me, 11 and 12 were actually the easiest to, out of the you know partnerships out of the wingers and the second rowers and the props. I think they're going to go chalky. Who do you have as the 11 and the 12? For me, I have Felice Kafusi and I have our oh, big boy, David Fafida. Doesn't yeah. matter how many games he's out, no matter what you say, it, that monster is worth every cent. In fact, I'll pay almost double for what he's worth right now because the, the difference between the current Titans right now, we know David Fafida, and before, I, I would say it's almost as big as a Tommy Turbo, you know, in a manly side and a manly side with no Tommy Turbo. It, it, it's just that huge of a difference. Like, sure, they have, you know, other class, you know, players like Tino, you know, in there that they've recently, you know, signed onto the team. But you look at the way he's, like, you know, he, he could probably physically carry this whole team, you know, on his back, just chuck all the players on his back. He'll just carry them through the line. But... Man, I'm, I'm just so excited to see, you know, 2021 Dave Fafita form on the origin level. He could literally carry this Queensland team to victory. Do you agree with that? 100%. We have not seen Dave Fafita for a fully fit origin series yet. And I'm really excited to see if that club form can carry over and turn into, can he be this generation's Gordon Tallis in origin? And, you know, can he just like ragdoll someone or literally make 15 tackle breaks in, in a game and, you know, two tries and just do one of those barnstorming performances? Is he going to make a break and, you know, one on with Tedesco at the back and sidestep him like he does so many times in club level? I just want to, I want to see Fafida fully fit, ripping and tearing, you know, against some of the, some of the best, you know, we, we saw with Xavier Coates last year. There's some players who shine in a bad team and when they get around talent that's the same as their talent, they elevate. To me, mm. Dave Fafita is a huge candidate for it. You know, if he's, if he's running off a Cam Munster with a Dan Gago on the outside of him, it's better than whatever he's had at club level. And I just can't wait to see it. So 
Day for Fida, 100%. Felice Kafusi turning into, I guess, the the Queensland Ryan uh, Ho- Ryan Hoffman from New South Wales for so mm. many years, just picked in that second row, does his job, you know, may not be the best player at club level or, you know, is tapered off, but we just do a job. You know what you're going to get from Felice Kafusi. Last couple of years did get found out a little bit in defense, uh, but again, he's just one of the guys who knows what to do. He comes from that Melbourne Storm system and he's just going to get the job done. So that that's a very easy 11 and 12 selection. Number 13. So from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 is where I think the discussions is for a lot of NRL fans because you can say the 1 to 12 is pretty chalk and, you know, you can throw a couple of odd ones out there. But I think from 13 and the bench is where we're going to start really having some discussion here. So who's your number 13? Who's locking the scrum and being that kind of ball playing potential uh, to help Munster and DC around the park? Yeah. So you've already, you know, taken the words out of my mouth, Matt, where I feel like with the 13, it needs to be someone who can throw a relatively decent ball out to one of the halves of the back. So looking at my bench and looking at the lock, this is the reason I put him there. I put in Jai Arrow. Hmm. You know, he's playing at a Rabbitoh side. Yes, he's coming off the bench, but, you know, that's the sort of position that Wayne Bennett thinks fits for the team. And we've got to remember, it's the team game. Just because Jai Arrow was extremely good, for example, at a lock or prop position, you know, um, back when he was at the Titans, doesn't mean that when he comes, he's going to automatically slot in. You know, it's a different team dynamic. It's a different way that they're going to be playing compared to the team. And, you know, that's the role he's going to play. You know, he's going to play that 50, 60 minute sort of, I guess, prop off the bench. But, you know, at origin level, you know, let's put him back into that lock position. It's not like he's going to forget how to play lock, I'd say. He's going to do a fantastic job, I'd say, you know, with the great um, sort of offload that he has and, you know, the better hands out of the people I've chosen on my bench, I'm going with Jai Arrow. All right. So we got we got a we got a difference here. Uh I've gone for, you know, he's not he hasn't got sticky hands and can't pass, but I've gone for a little bit more aggression, a little bit more, you know, I want a bit more size and you know, a little bit more mobility around that middle of the field. So I've gone Mawaki for the waker. Mm. Only because I think what you saw this week, especially uh versus the Bulldogs, he can just get in there and you know, he might only play. 35 minutes, but he can make a real impact in that 35 minutes. And you can have Jai Arrow kind of slug through the 25 to 60 minute mark. But to me, Mofo is, he's very, he's growing me a lot where I'm just, I'm loving his game. Got the offload, can put his hole through the line. And, you know, he's not going to be like a Victor Adley out there and link up your halfback and your fullback. But, you know, there's a little bit of crafty footwork there. There's a, you know, the, the hands can pass the ball on. So, to me, he had a very quiet first series last year. Wayne Bennett picked him, and, you know, there was a lot of surprises that he did get picked. But I think, you know, he would have, you know, learned a lot from that experience. He's playing alongside a Fafita and a Tino in this side, so he's got some familiarity with the forwards he's playing with. I'm going to go Mofo, and I'm just going to, you know, it may not work. It may be like a Cohen Hess last year where Wayne Bennett was like, you yeah, have one more chance, make me proud, and he lasted 20 minutes and got hooked. Um, but I think Mofo can do a job for him there. So I'm going to go Moeki Fodawaka number 13. Yeah, I, I, I had him originally just based off the most recent game he played this week. And he was it was either him or Jai Arrow. I, I reckon, you know, for me, I like Jai Arrow starting before throwing on, you know, Big Bopper, like, um, you know, Mo Waker. But it sounds to me that if you were the Queensland coach, your tactic would be to sort of keep, you know, Waker out there for maybe the first, like you said, couple minutes, you know, drain that energy out, you know, just keep that aggression up. And then maybe that Jai Arrow do the sort of playmaking towards 
the end of the half. Is that what you would have done? 100%. I'm going for the, the Rabideau, Cam Murray, Joe Arrow kind of formula. You know, let mm. let Cam have a nice breather when the, the game is really kind of getting in the trenches and it's set for set. I don't want Mofo on the field for that. I want him, you know, starting yep. the starting and getting some aggression. And then when the game's starting in the balance, that last 25, 20 minutes, get someone on the park who's had a nice rest. He's a big body and can kind of really try and impact a game for you there. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking uh, that they'll try and do there. I want to leave number 14. I want to finish on 14 because I think we both want to have different players. So let's go 15. Who do you have 15, 16, and 17? So let's just go your first interchange forward. Okay. First interchange forward. Same as you. I have Mo Fodawaker. Uh, you've already described him, you know, big, strong, energetic. He's going to do a great job off the bench when, you know, all the, the tied defense is going to be on the field. He's going to be sticking his head through, offload, potentially to Ponga. That's it. Try time. Uh, um, the other prop is a resurrection prop. We're going Jared Wallace from the Titans. He, in a team such as the Titans, he's done enough for even me, and I'm guessing you as well, to notice how well he's been playing as a prop. Uh, you know, I believe it was last year, the year before, you know, he, he made his origin debut. I can't remember if it was a good or bad one, but we all know that it was basically downhill to at least last year where he was in reserve grade. He was jumping in between reserve grade and first grade. But this year, he's, he's stuck solid. He's worked really hard. He's made that, you know, number eight jersey his own at times level. He's going to do a great job off the bench. Now, 17, this is the one where I don't want to say it was more of like a plug sort of person. You know, you know, nothing to say bad about this sort of player I want to pick, but only because I feel like we've got two front rows. We're going to need a second row just in case. I'm going Jane Saw from the Rabbitohs. Mm. I know they got pumped. I don't know about his defense when he was playing there. Every team's got to have at least a second row, like a special second row on, you know, on the bench. We're in a, we're in a time where concussions happen so frequently. It'll be better to have someone who's more of like a specialist. And he, and he hasn't done that bad of a job for, you know, the Rabbits. Uh, I know they got pumped today, but it's the Panthers. I reckon if you put any team in front of the Panthers at this point and the way they play today, they're going to get pumped either way. So I, I wouldn't, you know, discredit um, Jane Sewer. All right. Over to you, Matt. We got two of the three. So I got Jai okay. Arrow. Obviously, I had Mofo starting, so Jai Arrow off the bench to do his kind of rabbit's role and take that impact out of the game. Mm-hmm. Jared Wallace uh, didn't think he'd make it back into the side, but you know you can't question the form. He's been you know in that Titans four pack. There's so much star power. He's been a consistent right. figure there. Before you say the last one, is there any chance I can try and guess this? Yeah. So uh, it's not Jaden Sewer who you picked. I've got, I, I know that. Yep. I was down yep. to two guys. Mm-hmm. Both second rowers. So you go ahead. Both second rowers. Gosh. Do I dare say this player who had one of the most potential? Does he play for the Cowboys? Is this who I think it is? One does play for the Cowboys. All right. Is it Cohen Hess? It's not Cohen Hess. Damn. Okay. All right. So. Molo? No, so second runner-up was Josh Kerr from the Dragons. I've liked his form. Josh Kerr. But I haven't picked him. I've gone Mitch Dunn. I've gone Mitch Dunn. Mm. I just think what he's been doing this year has been very, very underrated. You know, that position should have been Cohen Hess's. 
but Mitch Dunn has not let him have it back. It's been a season and a half now where Mitch Dunn has really become one of those. To me, you know, he's a far away, you know, he's, he's very early on in his career, but I can see him doing a Gavin, Gavin Cooper impersonation for the next, you know, eight years of his career. You know, very good edge defender, can run a line. You know, when he does get the ball in his hand, you know, things can happen. So I like Mitch Dunn coming in here and, you know, J- Jaden Sewell is the safe pick. You know, he's had some origin experience, mm. likes to put a shot in in defense and, you know, an attack won't do you bad. But to me, I just want to, I want to see what else we have here. So I think Mitch Dunn getting a run, you know, the Cowboys have resurrected themselves similar to Manly. I want to reward some more Cowboys. I think Mitch Dunn is a, is a great candidate to get a bench spot there. And, you know, might only play 30 minutes on an edge, you know, might only have to spell someone or even come into the middle rotation, but I like, I like the pick there. So I'm going to go Mitch Dunn. All righties. I know you love those sort of pod picks. So yeah. Okay. All right. Now, number 14, it's very important. You know, we spoke about, you know, New South Wales has an abundance of picks there. Who's number 14? Who's going to come on and really spark and be the energy, the energy bunny for this uh, Queensland side? Energy bunny. (laughs) My 14 basically looked like an energy bunny, to be honest. And I think it's going to be the same as your one. It's AJ Brimson. It's AJ Brimson. He's basically the Queensland's Ryan Pappenhausen. I would love to see if Ryan Pappenhausen was, you know, healthy. Him at the roaming 13 and then AJ Brimson on their roaming 13. And they're just battling it out. You know, who's going to upstage the other? Who's going to put the filthy step on the other one? Who's going to be flying through on the offload and just breaking the other person's ankles? That That's going to be a joy to see. You know, it, it, it's such... What a time to be alive where... One side is Ryan Papaz and then one side's got AJ Brimson as a utility when, you know, the the sort of sluggish fest is coming to an end towards that, you know, 30, 35 minute mark. And then you bring on these two, you know, dynamic players. Oh, it's going to be spicy, man. Yeah, I, I didn't think you'd have him. I thought you might have gone for, you know, a hooker on the bench or, you know, another, you know, like a Ben Hunt or a Reed Marnie and have Harry Green off the bench. But yeah, like you said, he he's the he's the exact answer to Ryan Pappenhausen. You know, we've seen it for so many years. Queensland do a little bit better than New South Wales. You know, where you have, you know, too many fullbacks to pick, but you can put like a Carmichael Hunt, you can put a Matt Bowen, you can put, uh, you know, Kalen Ponga. You put him in that thirteen, you, that you know, roaming thirteen around the middle of the field. I can just imagine it right now. You know, like you said, that thirty, you know, thirty-four minute mark. It's back and forth. All of a sudden, Pap, uh, Brimson's on the field. You know, Munster gets a nice ball, has, you know, Welch on the outside, feigns that inside of Brimson. I can see it happening right now. So AJ has not been... I thought he would have kicked on a little, little bit more this season uh, with the Titans. I, I thought he was going to be, you know, right in that uh, Dallium discussion. But, you know, I, I think one of those plays we saw last year, he won them the game in Origin 1. Uh, obviously got hurt and didn't get to play the rest of the series, but you know we've seen what he can do on this level in one game, and I think it's not just a one a one game pony here. You can keep going here. Okay, cool. Well, that's it, man. So I guess you know we'll come back and do probably the week of or the week before Origin. Once the teams are named, we can kind of go through and do an Origin preview uh, with the mm. teams. But I guess looking at our predicted ones on paper, what's your what's your early prediction here? Does New South Wales? take the trophy back does queensland maintain it where, where do you see this kind of going just on paper from what we've picked so far the first thing i'd probably look at would be the the battle of the forwards 
like any NRL game, the first thing you look at is not the backs, not the halves, but the forwards. Who is going to lay the platform a lot better? Uh, I'm still going to lean towards New South Wales only because their forwards, in my opinion, are better. Not because I'm a New South Welshman, but only because we we base it off, you know, their, their NRL sort of club form abilities. I'm liking that bit better. And then the X factor just lies a bit more with the blue side. I, I, I want to go out and say it, it's a three nil sweep, but that's probably a little, that, that's a little bit too, too heavy, but I, there's just something in me. If we can keep this same roster for the new South Wales um, origin side, they can really take this out three nil. Absolutely. Particularly with Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai, the way the pants are playing, if they can bring that onto the new South um, origin team. I don't think there's anything stopping it. They, they can't even be stopped at, at club level. How are they going to be stopped if you have, you know, uh, Tedesco snooping, you have Tommy Turbo out jumping pretty much everyone. There's just no stopping it. It's going to be three nil. I'd say. Yeah. I'm with you. I've got a new South Wales victory on paper. You know, there's still a couple of weeks before the teams get selected. So, you know, an injury may occur. With the new head rules, a suspension might be very possible. You know, we've seen a Josh Papali'i who would have been picked in our Queensland side, not there because of in- mm. or suspension. So, you know, on paper, you know, games are never won on paper, but you're absolutely right. Too much class from New South Wales on paper right now. Um, but that's what that's why we play Origin, you know. We thought that New South Wales were going to win last year and they got beat. So it'll be interesting. But you'll be back on again, like I said, before Origin. We'll come on and we'll do a preview. Maybe bring one of the other guys on, have a chat. So, Chris... As always, you've been great. Thanks for having me on, mate. No worries. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to our next podcast together. Easy, mate. No worries. And thanks for listening, guys. Have a great day and hear from you soon. Cheers.